Hello and welcome to Barbara's Podcast. This is the show for women, all about health, nutrition, and wellness. It's the show that will empower you and inspire you to create a healthier lifestyle. Hello and welcome. I'm Barbara Carafocus, a holistic nutritionist, and I would like to welcome Clarissa Gannon, the owner of Vegan Fit for Life, and she's also um, a certified fitness and nutritionist coach. So welcome, Clarissa. Thank you, Barbara, for having me on today. I'm really looking forward to having a conversation. Yes, me too. <laughs> Could you tell us uh, more about your journey into the fitness industry and what inspired you to create Vegan Fit for Life? Um, I can. We're going to go with the more condensed version this morning because I know your listeners have a, a short period of time. Um, growing up, I was not athletic. Like I did a lot of things in the house and we grew up on a farm and um, we just we weren't active in sports or athletics at all. And it wasn't until I'd had um, three of my children that I decided that I needed to pursue a career that would require me to have a, a stronger physique than I had. And so that is when I started exercising. I think I was like 30. And um, in doing that, you know, in walking into the gym and building my body to be stronger, I found a lot of increase in my self-confidence and as that journey um well progressed i um saw a lot of positive change in my life because you know i was more confident in myself and i felt that this was an experience that other women needed to find and and be able to experience just because it was having such a profound effect on like my entire outlook of life and so that is when i uh, started shifted and started focusing on the personal training aspect of you know being able to share that that journey of getting stronger with other women and i worked in commercial gyms for quite a while and um in 2014 i kind of stepped back a little bit from the from the in-person training and sort of branched off to the online coaching. And that's how our, our presence was born online. Okay. And with doing that, we didn't see a whole lot of growth, um, nothing significant really until uh, the pandemic. And then everyone was, you know, rushing in to get stronger, to get healthier because they were concerned about their health. And that's really where the foundation of our business came from, uh, Vegan Fit for Life. So something good did come out of um, the pandemic. <laughs> yes, definitely it did. Yes, we've been able to help a lot of women over the last four years. So transitioning to vegan lifestyle, um, what made you decide uh, vegan? You know, and um, I know you had some health um, digestive issues uh, which led you to make this change. And how did that impact your life? Um, well, much more positively, I grew up with a lot of digestion problems. Like I said, we lived on a farm. Um, so having animal products in our, our daily food was just part of life. It's just how it was. But I was sick a lot. I had a lot of stomach aches. I had a lot of digestion problems. And um, 
So in my teens, I stopped eating meat. I, I didn't want to see us harm our, our pets anymore. Yeah. I didn't want any part of that. And when I stopped eating meat, I just like I connected the dots and noticed how much better I felt. So um, that was something that happened back like in a high school age. And then, you know, I had a couple kids. The doctor scared me into eating meat. And so I went back, but I felt bad. So then we switched, you know, I switched back to not eating meat. And that was, um, I guess, the introduction to going vegan. But as as I um, focused more on my my nutrition, in order to get stronger because I also compete in, in um, competitive bodybuilding. So having a large amount of muscle mass is, well, it's important if I want to do well. So, you know, having the standard bodybuilding diet um, pushed at me, I realized that I needed to find my protein from somewhere else if I was going to feel good and do this sport. And that's how I, I transitioned over into vegan because I knew that I wasn't feeling well. The The meat protein was not doing for my body what I felt that it should. And so I took out the meat, um, the digestion got better, then that came back. And so then I took out the egg. And um, then actually at one point, my husband, he watched the Game Changer movie, not the Game Changer, uh, What the Health documentary. Yes. And um, he said, can we try eating like that? Because maybe I'll feel better. And I was so happy because the only thing I'd been struggling with removing was the dairy, which I think is is hard for a lot of people. And so I removed the dairy. I started cooking vegan at home, and that's you know how how we got to where we are now. That's incredible, um, and it's wonderful you uh, to hear that he supported you and wanted to join you. Sometimes you know having a partner, um, they react. Yes, yes, they do. No, he's my husband is super supportive. He's a he's a great guy. <laughs> well, you're very lucky. <laughs> yes, I am. I certainly am. <laughs> um, so many people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, but are unsure where to start. What advice um, can you offer someone considering a vegan diet for the first time? Right. Um, I think you know there is a tendency for people to just. Um, approach it like anything else and they dive in head first and when we do that I mean it's great because you're cutting out everything but it's also can be really overwhelming and if we're transitioning you know from just a standard um, American diet which is really low in fiber and really low in any kind of whole food uh, to a plant-based diet where there's no animal products and the fiber is really, really high, uh, people also have a tendency to develop a lot of digestion issues just from the abrupt change in the fiber content of the diet. So I really like to um, ask the people take it a little more slow. Like it's, it's making a big lifestyle change. And if we can make slow, gradual changes over time, you're much more likely to stick with something long-term rather than jumping in, you know, both feet first and doing something that's not quite sustainable for you yet. Yes, I agree with you there. Um, it's always best to take it slow. I call it the crash and burn, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you try and do it all and then it just ends up in, into a pile of ashes. Whereas if you say, right, I'll reduce red meat, then chicken, mm -hmm. and then, you know, yeah. eggs and dairy, and, you know, you do it gradually, you're more likely to stick to it. That is uh, so true. 
we're very lucky here, you know, at least we're in the Mediterranean, we've got the Mediterranean mm -hmm. diet, so we have an abundance of, you know, fruit and vegetables. And Right, yes, the Mediterranean diet, I feel, is pretty friendly um, to then branch off and go completely plant-based or vegan with it. What unique expertise do you bring to Vegan Fit for Life that sets your coaching apart from others in the industry? Oh my gosh, we actually, I, I feel, have several different um, things that make us stand out. And one of them is the fact that we are vegan, you know, or plant-based coaches. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many women I talk to every single week that are coming from a coach that has no background and, and really no knowledge in plant-based nutrition. And because of the lack of education, it generally can lead to a very unfavorable experience, you know, on the client's side. So when we bring in our coaches, um, because I'm, you know, I eat vegan, all of our coaches do as well, and I would never have someone work for us that didn't, awesome. we're able to then, you know, better connect with the client and offer them real solutions, but also really educate them on what they really should be eating to meet their personal nutritional goals. So that's one thing I know that really sets us apart. And then we really, really focus on health as well. I mean, yes, it's important that we eat vegan, I, I believe, and, and that we're eating appropriately for our body, but we can still have health conditions. And we do a lot with digestive health. We do a lot with hormone balance. And in doing so, we're really trying to facilitate that the clients are educating themselves along the way so that they have the knowledge to be able to sustain results long term. Because anybody can go on a diet and lose weight, but the regain rate is like 85%, and that's not very good. Yeah. No. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no. It was going to be one of my questions actually with regards to whether you customize um, mm. the meal plans, because let's say someone comes, uh, they want to start vegan, but their digestive tract can't handle mm. eating too many pulses and beans because they're mm. quite taxing on the digestive system. So do you work around that if someone comes and says, well, you know, oh, I've got, you know, it's not making me feel well. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So part of the core of our coaching program is that we um, are actually running some diagnostic testing. So a lot of people do have digestive issues, whether they are aware of it or not. I think some people come in and they've been feeling poorly for so long. It's just kind of what is normal. Um, so we run some testing for your gut because we want to know what, you know, is your gut inflamed? Is it not inflamed? Are you absorbing your nutrients or not? And when we run that test, we're also going to then see which foods are uh, promoting inflammation in your gut and which foods you need to eat to reduce that inflammation and heal your gut so that you can feel good and your body can function properly. So that's kind of a long way to say, yes, everything that we do with nutrition is completely customized um, because everybody's coming from a different space. So it doesn't do us any good to tell you, you know, go eat your protein and your veggies. If you can't eat half of the protein sources, you're not going to have a very favorable experience. Yeah, true. Um, so I was just going to maintaining a vegan lifestyle and four children. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. How do you... No, how do you manage? <laughs> it's a balancing act and, you know, yeah. do you have any advice for uh, busy parents uh, looking to maintain a healthy lifestyle and uh, looking after their children, just keeping it all in, 
in the balance, well, keeping you sane as well. Yeah, yeah, keeping us sane. Um, I think we all have days where we feel that's debatable. <laughs> um, but uh, no, a lot of uh, the kid, the children, they got to see me go through. They got to see me, you know, walk into the gym for the first time. Well, maybe they weren't there, but they yeah. saw that whole process. And so they've seen um, how I've recreated my body and throughout their entire lives. I always felt that it was very, very important to have really balanced nutrition. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know how things are, you know, there, yeah. but here very often children are fed a completely different diet than the, the adults. And I never catered to that. Uh, I made my own baby food from the foods that we were eating so that when the children, you know, were old enough to eat at the table, they could just join in and and participate. I also feel that did a lot to help prevent any kind of food intolerances or sensitivities for the children. So I feel that was important. Um, but as they get older, I also feel it's important that we continue, you know, care for yourself. Show your kids yeah. that you are valuable enough to care for yourself. Because if we can care for ourselves, then we're not, you know, always pouring out of an empty cup. Um, because if our health is declining, we really can't take care of those that we love. So we are a priority. And when we set that example, it teaches them also that they are valuable. So I've been super fortunate, super blessed to see my kids grow up because they're they're most of them are big now and, and living out of the house. Um, but they eat well and they exercise. And if I hadn't set that example, why would they do that? Yeah. It starts at home, I believe yes, that. I believe, 100%. So how did you get into bodybuilding? What made you choose, you know, that sport? I find that very interesting and challenging being on a vegan diet um, with the protein intake. Is it a misconception with regards to the vegan diet? You know, am I getting enough protein? And being a bodybuilder, having that as well, you know? Mm -hmm. as a challenge yeah i i mean protein there there are guidelines that are based on on your weight and your goals and and all of that um personally i listen to a lot of feedback from my body so if i am eating a certain amount of protein and i don't feel like i'm recovering i will increase it a little bit and see if that helps if not then it usually goes back to some other issue but um why did I choose bodybuilding? It seemed like at the time uh, when I decided to compete that it was just kind of like the next logical step in my journey. Like when I um, when I found the gym and started working out, I was very, very small in, in stature. Like my my total adult weight for most of my life outside of pregnancies was around 108 pounds. So to build my body up and, you know, build all of this muscle onto it and make it stronger. It just seemed very, very logical that I would step into into bodybuilding and not so much that I'm the super competitive person and think that I can beat everyone because I, I don't think that. But I do really enjoy the whole process of um, getting on stage and then looking back to see where I was at the previous competition because truly what I believe is our only competition is ourselves and if we're constantly striving to improve and do better it can be a really phenomenal journey 
if you're comparing yourself to everybody else, it's probably not going to be very phenomenal. <laughs> I agree with you there because I'm a, a, I do, I, I'm a triathlete. OK, awesome. So exactly the same. I felt I needed a challenge in life and I started, you know, I don't know when did I, you know, seven years ago or so. OK, but it's exactly the same thing. I, you know, I think every year I compete against myself. Yes. To see, you know, how I performed the year before in the exact same race to where to, you know, to today. Yes, absolutely. I agree because we are. We're our own competition. We're not in a race or a competition with anyone else. You're just beating, you know, the person that you were at the last, the last event. Last event. Yeah. Um, so have you got any tips perhaps um, on improving health? Maybe some general tips that someone would can apply to their lives? Right. Um, it's, it's so very but some of the foundational pieces that we always love to start with, because I mean, coaching can get very in-depth as far as recommendations and protocols and supplements, but if we don't have a foundation, all of those things are really useless um, and, you're, and you're probably just wasting some money. So um, one of the best things that we can do is caring for ourselves, right? Yeah. And one of the best ways to do that is to, and you know, exercise, eat right. But I think one of the foundational pieces that's missing for a lot of women, especially because we're busy and we're caring for everyone else, is also prioritizing our own rest, our own recovery. So maybe that looks like not exercising seven days a week and taking a rest day. Maybe that looks like going to bed a little bit earlier or shutting the TV off a little bit earlier so you can get to sleep. But um, really working to prioritize rest has such it has such a huge value because our body can't rest if it's constantly going, going, going. And when we're constantly going, 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 we can develop, you know, problems with, with cortisol. We can develop hormone issues. We can, you know, not see the muscle progress or, or the strength progress that we're wanting to see in the gym. And, and it all can be traced back to just insufficient rest. So that's one of the foundational pieces. Um, and one of the very first things we work on with everyone is just really trying to prioritize rest and recovery. And then from there, we can build out lots, lots of things to build on. How would you get um, another mother to prioritize um, giving more attention to herself? Because that's a hard one, I find. Sometimes, you know, busy mums get caught up, run, you know, looking after their children, their husband, their careers, and then they um, don't prioritize themselves. Right. Yeah, I think some of the reason that we don't is because we have a tendency to think that it has to be, we can only prioritize our, our health, you know, by doing X, Y, Z. But really, there's so many, so many different forms of self-care and so many things that can help to improve our health that don't have to take an hour. Like, yeah. honestly, you could, you can, you can do squats, you could do lunges while you're getting ready for work. Um, I've had some lady do them in the shower. That's not something I'd recommend. Just because, like, <laughs> what if you fall? <laughs> Um, but movement, you know, adding movement does not mean that you have to go do a sweaty workout for an hour. You can really do basic body movements throughout the day um, that are going to help strengthen your body. Um, something that I love to recommend is a lot of us have a job where we sit. Um, 
get up, like set a timer, get up and move every hour. It doesn't have, don't, you don't have to go for a 15 minute walk, but just move, move your body. We're not designed to sit for eight, 10 and 12 hours a day. We're really not. Um, so those are some things that we can do to start prioritizing our health and then making those changes in our nutrition, because that's going to help us from the inside out. And again, it doesn't have to be anything huge. You don't have to overhaul your family's diet, but um, you know, introduce a vegetable. Um, if you don't know what to do with it, I mean, gosh, there's so many resources online now for, for cooking and for different recipes and food preparation. So it doesn't have to just be, you know, a steamed vegetable. There's so many different ways to prepare things. So in closing, um, how could, would you like to share your socials? How would someone get in touch with you? Um, Absolutely. So um, our socials, we're on all of the platforms, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok um, under the business name Vegan Fit for Life. If you wanted to send me a direct message, you can always reach me um, through through Facebook Messenger or um, the business has a website, which is also Vegan Fit for Life. We tried to make everything super easy to find and very streamlined. Well, it is. It was um, lovely having you on the podcast. Uh, Thank I'm you. sure a lot of <laughs> a lot of the mummies, <laughs> uh, especially the ones interested in getting fit or ch um, choosing a plant based diet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hope they found some value. I think, you know, I think we just have that tendency to make any kind of change really overwhelming and it doesn't need to be like we talked about those baby steps are much more valuable much more of, can have that long term impact that they're looking for. So, thank you again. Yes, thank you, Barbara. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Same here. Thanks for listening to Barbara's podcast. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter or e courses. Celebrate life and see you at the next episode.